brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This episode of Ben the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen. Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Fa, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys and Lady of Jameson, Lord John of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel, Lady Adrian of House Dillard, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, Lady Lismalin of House Morales. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current Master of Coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Squire to Sir Matt, Lady Betsy of House Hudson. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into Theon, Six of a Clash of Kings. And I think we have a pretty significant raven to pull up at the yeah, end of the gonna show. Yeah, going to be talking a Lady Rohan, Rohan Weber theory. Um, yeah, sorry, as I almost stuttered a little bit there when I was doing my intro, because before this, we were talking about how we are almost done. We only have three chapters after this one left of uh, A Clash of Kings. And uh, then we will be moving into A Storm of Swords, which a lot of people think is the best book. Well, because it is. I think it's pretty odd. I think it's once you read A Storm of Swords, you're like, wow, it's by yeah. far the best book. It's the it's best good. book. In the, it's the best book in the series. Um, but, you know, when we went from A Game of Thrones to A Clash of Kings, we sort of added some titles that sometimes Ez and I will say, right, to our intro. And we were joking beforehand about how we're going to have to make some new ones when we go to A uh, a Storm of Swords. And I almost said mine there. But and so I was like, oh, I got to got to save that. Got to save it. Got to save it, man. You can't you can't jump the gun here. And that's that's uh, that's a season three situation. Haven't so. earned that. Haven't earned that title yet. But we will. Oh, my. But we should say. That um, as we, you and I did talk about this, uh, obviously off the air, when we finish A Clash of Kings, we're going to take just a little break and dive just to do a few chapters possibly of the World of Ice and Fire book and cover some fire and blood stuff since obviously House of the Dragon is coming, going to be coming out at some point next year. Um, and just sort of do a refresher, and everybody's looking for that stuff right now anyway, so it kind of works out well. So we will still definitely obviously pick back up with the Storm of Swords, but it'll probably be closer to January, um, I'm guessing, yeah. and we'll just kind of finish out this year with uh, some House of the Dragons chapters, yeah. you know, some stuff that's going to be featured in the in, in that in that TV show. 
Yeah, which is cool. It's exciting to get back in there and, and learn all those names. It's it's going back in the histories and just a good refresher for everybody. And we're excited that we're getting tidbits here and there, right? We're getting little uh, some images and significant fights between individuals. I think there's going to be in the show, we're going to have a lot more stuff answered. We're going to see who assassinates who and, and just more plotting and scheming. I'm, it's going to be epic. So it, it'll be important for us to go back and touch on Fire and Blood. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as we are recording uh, today's episode, we're doing live on YouTube. Uh, so, hey, make sure you guys are subscribed and got that bell notification on over on YouTube because you never know when we're going to go live. We Trust me, because we don't always know when we're we- going to go live. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know when we're going live. Oh, my gosh. No, this is actually kind of cool. So if you hear Sir Ezra like looking around or, or you, you come on to the YouTube or you just think I'm a little bit off like I normally am, I guess, maybe a bit more so because I got a lot of stuff going on in front of me. I'm trying to figure it all out. It's like a new toy. You know, it's like it you're is. in a new car and yeah, you got man, these gadgets out, to play with. Shout out to StreamYard because this is pretty This is pretty fun. You know, um, we, we, we use Zoom and we like Zoom, but Zoom doesn't give you sort of the stuff just for going live that this yeah. gives us. And so this is definitely this is pretty fun because – yeah, it's already saved us a lot of a lot of work that we would normally do in post production. So dang straight, <laughs> yeah, dang straight, yeah. Actually, it's it's well worth it. Uh, also, let's let's do a little, let's do some updates here. Okay, so first of all, Sir Ezra is back from from Germany. The whole thing. I've been out there. Uh, I got a lo- large batch of time where I'm gonna be back doing our thing here, recording these episodes, moving ahead in a Clash of Kings. But we have tonight. We're recording this uh, prior to. So if you're watching live on YouTube, we have um, Bannerman Hangout. Got that tonight. Going to be a yes. big deal. I love those. Enjoy those. Uh, we'll, we do about one a month. We also have been looking forward to the convention. The convention that was promised. Yes. Right? Hey, I, Game, of Thrones, Game of Thrones official convention. It's uh, sometime in February. I don't have the exact date off the top of my okay. head. But, um, yeah, I am definitely going. I think I'm just doing general admission. There are a handful of tiers. Uh that you can get and like the top one includes a dance party that is DJed by Hodor himself. So right. hold the right. floor. So cause that's what he's doing. Cause floor. he's gonna, he, he's gonna be out there dancing. <laughs> it's like a thousand dollars. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, but no, but... I will not be. Yeah. I don't, I don't look at that. Sir Jimmy, obviously our good friend, Sir Jimmy was, uh, he, he's, he said he's planning on, he's going man. And then, um, we were talking about, uh, some of the packages and stuff, some of the things you get, but I think I'm just, I think I'm just doing general admission. I don't think I need anything more than that. I just kind of want to, I don't really care about uh, panels or any of that stuff. I just kind of want to go around and talk to people. I want to, I want to, I like to talk to the people who are there like in costume and stuff like that. I don't necessarily need to talk to the, you know, the, the actors or anything like that. Well, I, this is in case folks want to know who is going to be there, right? You've got um, Isaac Wright, uh, Brand Stark, Daniel Portman, Podrick Payne, uh, got Yara. Yara is going to be there. Hodor, uh, Christian. Let's see who else. Jack Leeson, Joffrey, uh, Alfie Allen, Theon. Which today, Theon chapter. But let me see if I can find these these tiers. Where where are the? Yeah, the Iron Throne, Dragon, Direwolf, Raven, are are the the packages, right? So I think. Right. Which one is it? The one that's got everything in it. It's it's the it's the Iron Throne. Right? Yeah. Yes. I think it's the Iron Throne. It's, it's yeah, $989 for Iron That's Throne Pass. 
Uh, if you want, hey, you could also go fourteen eighty nine for the Iron Throne first row pass. That's also available. So anyway, looks kind of cool. But so what's what's all in here? You've got like reserve seats, um, right. in person autographs, panels, exclusive panels, priority lines, uh, photos. You've got exclusive Friday night dinner after the convention, evening dance party with our DJ with our Hodor DJ. Pretty cool. I mean, just yeah, this is this is fun. You think, where is, you think going. George is gonna go? I, I'm pretty sure this is the yeah, the convention where he said uh, he's going to announce Winds of Winter. The book, so. the book that was promised. Yeah, the book that was promised. So, could what you it, maybe he'll, maybe maybe he'll tell us a chapter from the book, but tell us we're not allowed to tell anyone because what happens that in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, that would be wild. Well, I mean, here's the thing: he's going to he changes those chapters anyways. I don't even know with with George. We can get into that now. So that there you go, friends. Here's the that's the con uh, that was promised. We're going. Matt's we will going, be going. going. The right. We will man. also be going to the one that I think is then like a month away after that, or two months after. I think it's maybe April. Is uh, Ice and Fire Con? Ice and Fire Con. Yeah, yeah. I bought my tickets that's, two years ago. Is that still in Ohio? Right. Yeah. They, yeah, and so your are your twenty your twenty twenty tickets uh, are kept. Nice, because of COVID, Good. right? It shut down, and then they said no again. So they're still they're still going. And um, I think for that one, they did message and say that if you want to go to that, you do have to have uh, COVID vaccine certification, which I have. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Same. So it's good. Here you go. Here's my card. Boom. Get you in. Right. Yeah, um, I don't so know about I don't know about this the Game of Thrones one, but either way, it's it's fine. I'm going. But we're walking I've around, not... we're gonna be walking around talking to people. Here's the thing: I want to just meet some folks. I'd love if you're a listener to the show and Hi. or just other people who are fans there and, and want to talk about Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, the whole nine yards. I would love to just do that, and I think it'd be a blast. But I, I will warn folks: if you've been into the Bannerman uh, Zoom hangouts, you know. There's different versions of Ez, all right? Sir Ezra the Watchful wow. is not always so watchful. Here we go. Here okay? we go. <laughs> Sometimes you have, you know, uh, White Claw Ez. Sometimes you have Long Island Ez. And sometimes wow. you have Long Island Ez in Vegas. And I don't know who wow. that guy is yet. So this should be a lot of fun. Matt knows. Yeah, let me guys let me tell you guys something. You know, when in, in season three, when Ez becomes you know Lord of the uh, Long Island, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord of Long Island. Oh gosh, known yeah, for that's... their iced, known for their iced teas. Right, right. Better than Arbor Gold, you know. Yeah, yeah. But awesome, awesome. Okay, well, Ez, let's go ahead. We do have a little bit of news here. Saw this was kind of interesting. Um, and you know what? I did it again, man. I shut it down. Gosh, what am I doing here? What's going on? Um, it's, it's the I, live. It's I, got us all jumbled. It does. It does have us all jumbled here. Well, it's because it was on Facebook. I was on Facebook, and then somebody messaged me. You know, so, okay. So on the Game of Thrones Facebook page, okay. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, you know this is the running around you have to do. Um, Okay, so on October twentieth, which was Wednesday, I believe, they you know they just post stuff and it's like, hey, here's Daenerys, and they list all her titles. It's just a few pictures, right? But this interesting little tidbit has been pointed out: Game of Thrones, October twentieth, they post three pictures of Jon Snow. 
Lord Snow, 998th Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, King in the North, the Bastard of Winterfell, the prince that was promised. Yeah. That is actually something that was never officially sort of stated. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I thought it was the princess that was promised, man. That's as far as we've gotten the books. I don't know that we, we know who the prince is, right? I mean, right. are they trying to well, tell the, us that? Well, the it's princess promise is supposed to come and, and save us from a potential long night and evil and, and darkness. I thought that was Arya. Well, I don't know. Arya killed the Night King. Jon stabbed Danny. Is she the darkness? Wow. 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 People are just <laughs> raging. People hate that so much. My gosh. Uh, so is it confirmed? I mean, you said this. George is working for him. So maybe, uh, right? George is working for HBO. Working with and- HBO. Now, yeah. Got the big contract, got the big dollar amount. He said, did you see on Not A Blog what he said the other day? First of all, two things. I don't know if you, if you can pull that up. I, I, he, was, he mentioned something about, what, what are his teams? The, the Jets and the Giants, right? He's into, he's into football. Right. He's both they're not doing, teams, yeah. Yeah, they're not they doing well, suck. right? They both suck right now, right? And it's just yeah. like, that was the fuel. Like He says he's so busy. He's like, I'm so busy. I'm working on this project, that project, and so on. And it's so nice on the weekend for Sunday for him just to, you know, relax and kind of get uplifted. I think he used the words like he liked, he enjoyed the positive vibe. Well, when, when one of his teams wins, right, he gets he gets some energy from that. He gets a boost. Wow, he's not getting any energy this year. So I'm or worried that that's, that that's going to affect, year. right? I yeah. think it's affecting winds of winter. I think it's actually. You know what? Oh, my God. It all makes sense now. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know when Winds of Winter was released, or Dance of Dragons was released? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Yeah. The the last time the giant the New York Giants went to the Super Bowl in two thousand eleven, they beat the Patriots. It was the second time they beat them. Holy smokes! It's all connected. God do we have to wait? It. So- do we have to wait for the Giants or the <laughs> Jets to be good again before we get another book? My God, dude! It's uh, I, that's, somebody call Eli imagine? Manning because we need him back. Get him okay, back. I mean, get, get him, him back. back. <laughs> like, it's it's like either that or we need like the angels in the end zone to show up and start doing something just to get this going because if this is what if, he's relying on to get his fuel to go into the week to write, we're let screwed. Me hold I get I get I get to look up I get to look some stuff up here. Release dates. We're, we're never going to get here. it, Matt. I mean, we're going to get. I don't know. I, I just. I th- we, we were looking at the deadline. So 2021, we're in October, right? We're recording this on October uh, 23rd. And it's like, we're not going to get Winds of Winter this year. Not in 20. 20- it's been a decade, right? right. 10 years. All right, let's, all right, let's see here. So a Game of Thrones releases in August of 1996. I don't know what was going on at the Jets or the Giants in 96. I think they were both just sort of me- maybe mediocre. I don't know. Um uh, a Clash of Kings, 1999. I mean, the Giants were starting to get good there because then in 2000 we get Storm of Swords, and the Giants did go to the Super Bowl in 2000, so they lost to the the Baltimore Ravens. 2005, that's when they drafted Eli. That was Eli's first year, right? I think the Jets yeah. were they were kind of okay. I mean, they were they had I don't know they had like Chad Pennington or something. 2011, boom, they went to the Super Bowl and won. That was like yeah. their glory year, man. They beat the Patriots second time. So, I mean, yeah, it seems like we need the Jets or the Giants to be good again before before we get wins of winter. And uh, those seems years away. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you look, it's it's just more of the same, right? I mean, nothing. Who knows? We we could have a miracle. We could have somebody a change in the in the in the winds, if you will, for one of those football teams. I don't know. I I've just gotten used to it. I honestly, I just shift gears. You know, let's go with House of the Dragon stuff. Give us Dunkin' Egg, and I'm I'm cool. But the correlation though is pretty. It's pretty stunning. It's interesting, actually. It's pretty interesting. Right? Yeah. Two so. of the two of the. Two of the books were released in years in which the New York Giants went to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, if that's literally what we have to wait for, then it's, 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 it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's over. Because they don't seem like does. they're going anytime soon. Right. So, look at this. So, October 17th, uh, Sunday Sorrows. Matt, it's called Sunday Sorrows, October 17th. Well, at least the Jets did not lose this weekend. They had a bye. Like, that's yeah. how bad. That's how bad this is. Wins well, totally I don't know what I honestly don't know what's worse, the Jets or George's depression, because George at least says he's writing and the Jets are terrible. I mean, let me explain something to you as OK. Yeah. In my short life on this earth, you know, I'm 30. How old am I? 33. Right. 32. Yep. I don't know. You're Christ. Do, do yeah. the math. I I forgot. Yeah. Once you once you get past 30, you're just 30 something every year. I'm, a, but, I'm in the year of Christ. I mean, let me tell you something. The Jets pretty much I can tell you. I think have been good like three years of my life. Other than that, they've been pretty terrible. There was the two Mark Sanchez years and there was like the one year Brett Favre was there. Okay. So let's just go ahead and discount them. So really we got to root for the giants because they've at least have a shot. All right. They're like yeah. pretty, de they're pretty decent. Most of the time they've been pretty awful. Now it, it might be like 2018 before or 2018. 2018 already happened before it might be 2028 before we get this book. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But thank thankfully, friends, we don't really need the books because we have the show. We have season right. eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're getting, we have House um, of the Dragon, so we're 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 good to go there. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, there's your there's your news. Winds of winter not coming any time soon so although you did didn't you see matt didn't you say there was like a tweet or something where there was like it was confirmed. like the most, it, it yeah but it was the most it said it was coming 2023 it was like per insider source and then listed nothing else but it was some of those clickbait websites wow you know we we might need to start one of these clickbait websites because there seems to be a lot of money in it yeah because it appears yeah, just, first in google search you just say right. you just say made up stuff and then it's just Seems to be like you just make a bunch of money. Yeah, people are searching for it, so they're like, "Yeah, you know, tell tell the people what they want to hear." And I call as Captain. I call as Captain Clickbait. That's his nickname. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wait for the well, once we get more of those House of the Dragon uh, te teasers or oh, just promo yeah, just, clips. Just My wait. God, the, just the thumb thumbnails are the thumbnail insane. game is insane. All right. Um, okay, as well, let's, you know, hey, maybe we'll take, I know on YouTube it won't look like this way, but on the podcast, we'll take a quick, a quick, a quick break for a message from, you know, one of our sponsors here, and then we'll uh, dive right back in to the episode. So, okay, well, today's episode, as we are into Theon, uh, what is this, Theon 6, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Theon 6 of A Clash of Kings. It's the final Theon chapter. And uh, yeah, man, uh, this actually does go a little bit different than the show. Um, 
and uh, just mostly in the way that Ramsey interacts with Theon is actually kind of different, and the way sort of his men uh, view him. But ultimately, uh, it's sort of the same, sort of the same outcome here. So, Theon Greyjoy is approached by Maester Lewin, who advises him to yield. Victorian and Balon Greyjoy have not replied to his messages, and although new birds will not reach them on time, Theon orders Lewin to send them anyway. He accuses Lewin of wanting him dead. The maester calmly explains that although he bears Theon no great love, his order serves, and the fact that Theon holds Winterfell means that Lewin is bound to serve him. Again, he counsels Theon to yield Winterfell and take the black. He encounters this but that by holding on to Winterfell, Roger Cassell cannot turn south to take Victorian in the rear. He is willing to withstand a siege of a year, but Lewin tells him that within days, the northern men will be climbing the walls in more places than Theon can stop them. Theon has his ironborn assemble in the yard, and he informs his men he will not run, and gives them the option to leave or die beside him. None of his men reply until Wex Pike steps over to Theon's side. Lauren, Redwolf, Crom, Werlog, Tymor, and, and his th- uh, and his three brothers, Ulf the Ill, Harag Sharp, four Harlaws, and two Botleys, um, follow. The others leave. Black Lauren counsels him to put the castle folk to the sword, as they will turn on them as soon as the fighting begins. Garbred for battle, uh, uh, garbed for battle. Excuse me. Theon climbs uh, the watchtower and watches the Northmen who have gathered. Despite his disapproval of the plan, Lauren goes to fetch Beth Cassell. After Clay Kerwin announces Sir Roger Cassell's wish to parlay with Theon, Theon goes to the drawbridge. He meets them in the Market Square, where Roderick demands Theon return Winterfell to the Starks, commands his men to lay down their weapons, and allows himself to be judged by Rob Stark. Theon gives Roderick his own terms, telling the knight that the Northmen are to disperse and swear fealty to Balon Greyjoy as their king and Theon as the Prince of Winterfell. He then signals Lauren, who produces Roderick's daughter, Beth, with a noose around her neck atop the walls of Winterfell. When Roderick accuses Theon of being craven, Theon tells him that he felt the noose for ten years. He declines Roderick's offer of taking his daughter's place, informing the knight that she will hang if the Northmen army are still present at sunset. Even following dawn and dusk, he says another hostage will follow. Theon returns to his castle and retreats to Eddard Stark's bedroom. He knows that the Northmen will attack Winterfell. The Northmen will attack, and Winterfell will easily fall. Finding no solace in wine, Theon takes his bow to the inner ward, where he loses um, shafts and archery butts. He sees no way out. If he hangs Beth, the Northmen. The northern army will attack at once, but if he does not hang her, he will prove his threats are empty. Lewin approaches him, suggesting him again to take the black. Theon considers, realizing uh, it is a way to live with dignity and honor. They are interrupted by Crom, who informs them that the men from the Dreadfort have arrived, who are now fighting Roderick's army. After the battle at Winterfell ends, the leader of the Dreadfort men presents Theon with the corpses of Roderick Cressel, Clay Kerwin, and Leobold Tarhalt, and Theon orders Winterfell's gates to be open to their new friends. The Dreadfort leader, Redhelm, informs Theon that Roderick thought the Dreadfort men were allies to other Northmen, which allowed the Dreadfort to win the battle, despite being outnumbered five to one. He takes off his helm, and Theon identifies him as Reek. 
The man tells Theon that Reek is dead. His name is Ramsay Snow, although he prefers Ramsay Bolton. Well, here we go. Here we go. Uh, yep. Here we go. Uh, Reek had been killed while fleeing the northern soldiers who had captured Ramsay, but as they had exchanged clothes, no one had realized the switch of identity. Ramsay tells Theon that he was promised a prize for bringing 200 men, but brought more the, uh, than promised by bringing 600. Instead of Paula, he prefers Theon's bedwarmer, Kyra. When Theon objects, Ramsay punches Theon in the face and tells Theon, and Theon falls to the ground in pain. The Dreadfort men attack the Ironborn, and Theon sees Red Wolf, Keenid, uh, uh, Ulf, and Lewin die. While the roof of the stables are set aflame, Ramsay orders the man to save the phrase and burn the rest. Burn it all. Burn it all. The last thing Theon sees during the sack of Winterfell is his horse, Smiler, escaping the stables a fire and then we will actually come back to what happens to Maester Lewin um in in a few chapters here but as you know a couple things I, I just kind of want to say first before we dive into like a lot of this chapter just some things I think that that actually kind of caught me just I was actually sort of thinking of some other characters and the surrounding events to this um and one of the characters I was thinking of is actually sort of Catelyn Tully right Catelyn Stark yeah here you have Roderick Cressel almost willing to let his daughter die in order to continue with what Rob wants to serve as King. And at the same time, we have Catelyn freeing Jamie to get her daughters back. And I, that is one area where I think that the show didn't really sort of um, do like, you know, we see it with Rob or Rob's like, I can't believe what you just did, and that's and it's a big deal. But you don't you don't see it from a lot of the other smaller characters. I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, if you're another Northman, I mean, we've lost family too, trying mm-hmm. to capture the Lannisters, and it does it does get built up, and we ultimately see it right because that's when John has to execute um, what's his name, uh, 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 Karstark. Yeah, where John has to actually execute Karstark, but I mean it's a it's a pretty big deal. I mean this is what we we see them willing to do, and then Catelyn makes that trade, well, right? Or she yeah, for sure. ho- hopes, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it is kind of it's it's kind of um, wild. She she's in a position where she can do it, and so she does it. Uh, she's almost like she knows that it's going to be trouble for her uh, with her son and his bannerman and so on, but she finds it worth doing and then you're like see there's nothing that um sir roderick can gain from this i mean like theon what's done is done he's 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 gonna kill her he's not gonna surrender he he can't really do that because again they'll just keep putting her in that same position or or someone else uh if if you bring another force or whatever and i don't know he yeah it sucks this is a sucky chapter because Theon does something pretty terrible here, but that's why I, I titled this thing "Poor Beth" because she's a she's you know um, she's up there with that noose around her neck, and and I feel like what Sir, Sir Roderick's just sitting there going like, what, what's he supposed to do? It's it is kind of um, interesting though. Theon does make a point that he also felt like he had for what ten years had a noose around his neck. Uh, it was just one that that, that couldn't be seen, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's wild that this is kind of uh, paralleling, uh, you know, what what Catelyn does in a sense. Except for the stakes are a bit higher, right? She's still trying to save Arya and Sansa, and they're they're from a more 
uh, from a higher family. They're from, you know, they actually are Starks, but still, it's terrible, man. Yeah, it sucks. It is, and it is, and it is. It's just I don't know. It's just something I was sort of thinking about because I was like, you know, that's just not, a, I guess, a, a character. I think you know we kind of forget about, man. The Cassells, yeah. Roderick Cassell. Yeah, it's it's sad. Is I think isn't he? Uh, so Sir Roderick, I think he was when like like early on. Um, oh gosh, he is the he's master at arms, but he's talking to what was her name? Because um, because Ram R- Ramsey gets her later on. I think he's he's looking for. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, yeah. So during the closing banquet of the Harvest Fest, Beth, Beth is seated next to him. Uh, next to her father, Sir Roderick Cassell. Um, he was talking about taking a wife, though, right? Wasn't he? He was talking about possibly being someone who could take Lady right. Horn. Is it uh, what's her name? Lady Hornwell. I'm blanking yeah. on her on her name. Anyway, I'll find it here in a second. But yeah, he's a cool guy. I, I, I mean, I like him. I think he's, you know, this is a this is kind of a terrible end for his family, if you will. It's not we haven't yeah. quite got to that yet, but uh, Beth is, you know, it's it's all gonna be revealed to us later here in a brand chapter. But yeah, yeah, we do have some we do have some uh, comments here on on YouTube. As I don't know if you can throw those on the on on the, oh, on the yeah. screen here. Yeah, um, wow. I, I'm gonna try to pronounce this Sifo Sifo Lukili. I hope I'm, yeah. Hope I'm hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, but here's 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 a question. He says, um, yeah, what happens to old Nan after the sack of Winterfell? To be honest, um, it's never actually specifically said. Although everything that happens is people say, I think she's probably dead. I think she's probably dead. Um, so in a storm of swords, it's claims that Ramsey Ramsey took all the women and children from Winterfell to the Dreadfort, and then the, and then so she could potentially be one of those. Then in a feast of crows, it says um, Arya is kind of thinking about like some of the old Nan stories and thinks she's probably dead. And then uh, in a dance with dragons, Theon thinks old Nan is probably dead, which to me. Tells me that old Nan is actually still a hundred percent alive. Uh, yeah, if you're still bringing <laughs> old Nan up later, if, yeah, and you're still like, bringing her up and being like, "Hey, she's um, she's still probably." Alive. And you know, in all honesty, there's a character, by the way, that we know we keep talking about as um, like Helen Reed showing back up and may- maybe being the one to reveal John's parentage. Mm-hmm. We should do an old Nan episode at some point. Yeah, we should. And just be like, <laughs> be like old Nan and Winds of Winterfell. Because if she is still alive, she obviously could hold a huge amount of information. And we might be talking a little bit about old Nan. Actually, we already already kind of had this queued up. And uh, Lady Sarah sent us a theory about Lady uh, Rowan Weber, and um, haven't 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 looked through that yet. But uh, um, that's that's a very common sort of theory is that she was Rohan Weber who's in the Duncan egg stories and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That, that's a great question. Um, so real quick, just to kind of back up, I want to make sure I get this right. So Sir Roderick, it was lady Hornwell. I couldn't, um, or Hornwood. I keep saying Hornwell Hornwood, uh, who shows up and he's possibly courting her as, as, as well as, um, uh, several other in, in individuals too. Um, Manderley's there, Moore's Umber, uh, Tallheart, all of them. But it's at the Harvest Feast when that conversation kind of, kind of comes up. So, And she was recently widowed, and so we're hinting that, you know, there might be a chance for him to remarry. Um, 
Roderick kind of explains to Bran that he's too old to provide security for uh, Lady Danella. And, and anyway, so you have that kind of, you think there's going to be like a future for him and that maybe there's this this possible connection between him and Lady Hornwood. And not, you know, I mean, some terrible things happen to Lady Hornwood. Uh, Sir Roderick is killed and his daughter is is captured and taken to the Dreadfort. So it's just all around bad. Yeah. Right now for his family. Um, okay, so back into the chapter here. Um, some of the things you know that are that are going on in this in this chapter. Let me get it pulled up here. So it kind of starts again. We, we went over some of this stuff. I don't. I, don't, I already. Don't, I don't need to sort of recap it again. But some characters, as you know, again, we sort of forget about some of these people. Wex Pike, man, right here, right yeah. here in the beginning, and he sort of goes on to have some um, significance. It's always the small people, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, so Wex, so Wex Pike, right? He goes on. Um, he's actually he's a mute, right? And he actually sort of he's sort of the, a squire to 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 Theon. But then um, he survived later in Dance of Dragons, right? He survives the sack of Winterfell. He climbs his heart tree, and he witnesses. He's the one that witnesses Bran and Rickon uh, leaving, right? Which will happen here here shortly, uh, and then. He Lord Manderley sort of gets him and he might be able to sort of communicate and tell them that they're alive, which could, you know. Well, he does. Yeah, he does. He does sort of mm-hmm. reveal, sort of tell them that this is what's going on, that they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, this is, That's an interesting um, piece, right? He, people are there's this whole that's God. When you get into the winds of winter predictions on on Rickon and what was he supposed to be more important? Some of these things I think have just died. My God, I think some of the, some of these these plot. I don't know if George is gonna what he's gonna do with Rick on and and if Wick is gonna, you know, um, be involved and is Davos actually because Davos is on that mission, right? Manderly is is sent him out to kind of go find him, and that's one of their one of their plays to to take the North. But yeah, so that guy's around. He's he's a mute. He can still kind of um, he's learned his letters, and and later on he'll be he'll be important. But yeah, he's still there. Let me just. Again, back to Beth Cassell real quick. Matt, that's a, that's a you talk about characters you forget. She's captured, yeah. and and to move forward, she she is um she will go to the Dreadfort and she remains there. I, as I pulled up her page just to kind of like refresh my memory here, she is or I'm sorry, Arya over in Bravos calls herself Blind Beth. You know, and then you get people who are kind of like wondering like, okay, um, is there some connection between like is Beth blind or? Uh, blinded by did something happen to her in the Dreadfort? Uh, did Arya just sort of know her? Why come up with the name Blind Beth over in? I don't think I've ever uttered the phrase Blind Beth on this I podcast, know. and now I here know. I am, <laughs> like looking up theories on this and and seeing what people have, you know, they're they're trying to assume about this character, and she's still alive. She's still someone at the Dreadfort. That like, where is she? Is does George even remember that she's there? And is she going to come back and, and play a role? So yeah, hold on, yeah. dude. Hold on. Can I just read? Can I just read you something here? Yes. This this is great, and this is one of these things too, where you know it's like, well, for starters, yes, we've never. There's a lot of characters we haven't we haven't spent a lot of time talking about it because we haven't hit them in the in the chapters. But dude, let me just let me just let me just read let me just read uh, some of this here. Theon stared at the flames over the rim of his wine goblet, brooding on the injustice of it all. I rode beside Rob Stark in the whispering wood, he muttered. He had been frightened that night, but not like this. It was one thing to go into battle surrounded by friends and another to perish alone and despised. 
Mercy, he thought miserably. When the wine brought no solace, Theon set Wex to fetch his bow and took himself to his old inner ward. There he stood, loosening shaft after shaft at the archery butts until his shoulder ached and his fingers were bloody, pausing only long enough to pull the arrows from the targets from another round. I saved Bran's life with this bow, he reminded himself. Would that I could save my own. Um, and it's just kind of interesting because in the show, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what his his sort of final act is protecting Bran with his bow in the God's mm -hmm. wood, right? God. <laughs> it's unreal. It's just unreal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it's like it's like the show has bits and pieces of you know pieces of it right, and, and George has has given them enough that you can sort of see where maybe this will go. It just whether it performs or is executed right or or lands is, is another question. But yeah, that's wild. It, like a, this, if you're a woman over forty dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Redemption arc is, is crazy. I hate... So I posted on, on the YouTube, who likes Theon? And and really, right. we're not huge fans of, of Theon or the Theon... I'm not anyways. And I just kind of don't give them much thought or attention, but I feel like maybe I should as I go back through this reread and I should look at more into these these theories and maybe where his arc is going, but it just sucks. He's such a, um, I don't know, he goes through a terrible, like like we don't like him to begin with and then we start to feel terrible for him and then by the end we're like almost like rooting for him in Winterfell with Ramsay, like do something, help people get out. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's wild. Um, Lady Shannon's on here and says, threw this up on here, I hate Theon, hate, hate him. Wasn't a fan of the show attempting to redeem him. At the end of the day, he's a bad person. A lot of, yeah, a lot of Let it be. No, the realm speaks, man. Yeah. Dude, and then and then we get to here too, man. And and Theon is it's odd. It's every time he gets he gets close to making sort of a he gets sort of close to making like a good decision, right? He just goes like something happens, he goes the wrong way, right? So a brother of the night's watch, it's it meant it meant no crown, no sons, no wife. But it meant life and life with honor. Ned Stark's own brother had chosen the watch and Jon Snow as well. I'll have black garb of plenty. Once I tear the krakens off, even my horse is black. I could rise high in the watch. Chief of rangers, even likely a lord commander. Let Asha keep the bloody islands. They're as dreary as she is. If I served Eastwatch, I could command my own ship. And there's fine hunting beyond the wall. As for women, what wildling woman wouldn't want a prince in her bed? A slow smile crept across his face. Uh, his face a black cloak can't be turned i'll be as good as any man immediate then immediately prince theon the fighting's begun and it's like gosh man he almost just took yeah. the black you know and tried yeah. to redeem himself and that's sort of his arc that's sort of his character arc yeah gosh yeah of of late it seems to him that the very stones of winterfell had turned against him yeah who do well, you that's what happens you know if if you you know, I would say that honestly, actually, oddly enough, I would say that Theon's arc is actually sort of. Let's just assume that it ends like it 
like just just it's just a sort of he does sort of get redemption and it does end good regardless of sort of how it happens it doesn't happen in exactly the same way as it does in the show um and that jamie's arc which is almost kind of the parallel to this right um actually their arcs are almost incredibly parallel to each other like incredibly parallel uh mm-hmm. jamie basically sort of gets pulled from his family and his his birthright as potential lord of Casterly Rock and everything is taken away by the Mad King, right? Who, okay, he's going to be my king's guard. He does it as a slight to Tywin Lannister. And then Jamie and Theon both lose uh, body parts, um, you know, slightly different <laughs> body, body parts, right? But then it is sort of this redemption arc and they're going back and forth. Whereas Jamie, we actually kind of learn, you know, the things that we thought he did initially that were so terrible, he actually did kind of for good, then he does obviously bad things. Um, and then in the show, he sort of ends his whole thing by going back to Cersei, whereas Theon kind of does come, come full circle and ends up back as a Stark. But whose who's arc as do you think is is more... I don't know. Do you, do you see that, though? Do you think the parallel well, between them is... Yeah, 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 for sure. They're, they're definitely... Like, you know, these characters that George kind similar. of... Yeah, and they're just characters that George um, makes us love and hate, right? They, they, I think for the most part, like we get frustrated with Sansa sometimes, but we overall we, we really like her. Jon Snow makes mistakes, but we really like him. Danny, same type of thing. But these are characters. Then you throw in these these individuals with with actual point of view uh, chapters where we don't like them. We, we don't like them at first. They're they're, they're bad guys. They're pushing Bran out the window. Uh, they're, they're fake killing brand taking, you know, the title Prince of Winterfell and then kind of go through, as you say, this, this redemption arc where we're, we're in, we're, we're locked back in on him. So, I mean, the arc, the arc I like more is, is Jamie's. The only thing I will say during season eight, when Theon did, I mean, I I was like (laughs) that moment, I was like, okay, all right. Like if this lands in the, like if we start to see like an uptick in his arc and him reclaiming his name, fighting in the God's wood and in, in the werewoods calling whispering Theon instead of Reek, and he comes back, baby, I'm gonna be like, all right, I will eat I will eat crow. I will eat right. crow because I mean, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lady Shannon saying here. Um, Rob treated him like a brother. He betrayed him. He he wasn't treated poorly uh, at Winterfell. He chooses to destroy everything and everyone there. Why? He is so frustrating. Sure, he didn't really kill Brandon Rickon, but that's only because he couldn't find them. Wow. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. What Theon does, I would actually, I think it's, you could almost argue, I don't know, what Theon does is worse than anything Jamie does because Jamie potentially killing Bran, let's say, like, you know, he pushes him out a window. It's way different to kill somebody from an opposing house than it is to kill somebody who you were raised with as, like, a brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, that's something, so, as you say, that Lady Shannon just kind of threw in here. Yeah, Rob treated him like a brother. He betrayed him. He wasn't treated um, poorly at Winterfell. He chooses to destroy everything and everyone there. Why? He's so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I mean, actually, okay, there's a couple of points where you feel sorry for him, too, because when he goes back to his father, they both have issues with their father, right? Jamie right. and Theon. Um, Tywin is just frustrated with, with the choice that his son has made, even though you know, he's in the Kingsguard and so on. He wants him to be 
you know, to, to, to rule and, and take his position at Casterly Rock. Uh, but Dion, it's like he goes back to try to get some of that from his father and to be that for his father, right, to be his heir. And he's shunned. He's, he's sort of like um, belittled. He's, uh, yeah, Asha is, is, is it, right? That's, she's, she's sort of, um, yeah, going to be next. To, well, I mean, she, you know, is sort of in that role. So it just sucks. I mean, he's, because uh, I feel bad for him there, right? I feel bad for him in that moment. But then he goes and does this, and I, I can't get behind him. So. Yeah. It's kind of a weird little passage here. Um, as some of the fighting is is going on, says um, Black Lauren appeared beside him and stood silently for a time. The sun was low in the west, painting the fields and houses all a glowing red. A thin, wavering cry of pain drifted over the walls, and a war horn sounded off beyond the burning houses. Theon watched a wounded man drag himself painfully across the ground, smearing his life's blood in the dirt as he struggled to reach. Uh, the well that stood at the center of the market square. He died before he got there. He wore a leather jerkin and a uh, conical half helm, but no badge to tell which side he'd fought on. The crows came in the blue dusk with the evening stars. The Dothraki believe the stars are spirits of the valiant dead, Theon said. Maester Lewin had told him that long ago, a long time ago. Dothraki, the horse lords across the narrow sea. Oh, them. Black Lauren frowned through his beard. Savages believe all manner of foolish things. As the night grew darker and the smoke spread, it was harder to make out what was happening below, but the din of steel gradually diminished uh, uh, to nothing, and the shouts and warhorns gave way to moans and uh, pitous wailing. So, it's, and then it just goes on. But it's just kind of weird. I don't know, I just found that sort of interesting, that we get this, do- this like, totally odd Dothraki reference. It's just It's just one of those things that You'll kind of notice every every so often that George does where he weaves something in and then, you know, this we've all torn it to absolute pieces and we use it to talk about what people think about the Dothraki. Because he you it, anytime you go to anybody's page on the wiki, you can see like, oh, I've had thoughts on this or this or this. Or you click on a specific thing and it'll talk about like, well, Jamie said this about the Dothraki or, you know, whatever goes to my heart, any of that stuff. And it's just one of those things and it just kind of stuck stood out to me. Um, really isn't needed like at all uh in the sort of passage but it's just yes. another so so it's, why just, it's just what it's just what he right he does it he does he does it because it, it adds context to like 15 other things yeah spins us in circles is what he does he's trying to get right. us to look one way while he shoves something else under the carpet or whatever so right now uh, we do have a good co- a comment here though right so um is this and I, I'm going to butcher it. Uh, uh, it's not Sifo. Um, he actually, he gave Sifo it. Sifo Diaz. I know that's what I was, that's what I was thinking. Ma- um, he says, pronounced Seapor? S like yeah. S-E-A-P-O-U-R. But it's spelled in uh, S. He's from South Africa. He said. He I said, love this comment, though. Right. I love this Go comment. Ahead. So yes. Uh, basically, we're talking about Jamie and Theon, who's worse, etc. And uh, the comment it, it, the, the indicates that Jamie is worse than Theon. The Kingslayer tried to preserve a moment's pleasure by pushing Bran out of the window, whilst Theon was reacting to a lifelong issue of feeling uh, insignificant. insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things you do for That's love, true. Matt. Hey, that, 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 that is true, too. There is 
Perfect pronunciation. Okay. Oh, then. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It is it, it, it is kind of tough, I think, to choose between them because they are two totally. I guess it really comes down to what do you think more. I guess for me, I I think more. I I I I I don't know. I think I'm on the other side. I think I think what Theon does is worse because I think for like I can I could put myself in both sets of shoes, right? You put yourself in both sets of shoes. If you're Jamie Lannister, you it's mm-hmm. easier. I mean, again, you are just totally disregarding this kid's life. I mean, just but he's a member of an opposing house. He catches you in an act, you know, to put yourself inside of even the Song of Ice and Fire world and the types of things these people would do, it's I think it I think I think it would be more difficult. Like even Jamie, I think, would have a Jamie protects Tyrion. So I think like Jamie would have a much more difficult time, you know, potentially killing, say, Tyrion to pr- protect himself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's tough. George puts us in this yeah this position where, you know, there's times we like them, there's times we don't. We kind of see why they why they do what they do. I mean, the the killing of the Millers boys is is pretty pretty terrible. But yeah, Lady Lady I Shannon just said that. Yeah, isn't there a theory that the Miller boys that Theon kills instead of the Stark boys mm-hmm. are actually his own? Yeah, there is. Um, I don't know that Theon necessarily knows that. We actually did a uh, we we did that I think in one of the more recent Theon episodes as a Raven, um, but yeah, and actually I think there's a we have a YouTube video on it as well. But uh, yes, there is a a theory though because Theon talks about hooking up with or whatever however you want however you want to call it. Excuse me, with the the Miller's wife, and then potentially yeah that those those kids are those kids could could be his right i think there's a point in time where uh oh gosh people talk about kin slang right and you've got the theon's confronted by the hooded man in winterfell is it a ghost the ghost in winterfell or or whatever and this kind of comes up as to you know maybe he like i think he's called a kinslayer uh or something he's cursed in, in some way and then yeah he's called a turncloak and a kinslayer so that's where people are like, well, why is he called a Kinslayer? Who, who is it because he fought against the Starks or is it because he killed the Miller's boys and they happen to be his, his, his children too. So yeah, good call. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So the rest of the chapter, as we uh, keep kind of going here is, yeah, we learn who those people were that were fighting outside the gate and it, uh, it is now, and Here's sort of the but official. Not, go ahead. I'll say the official entrance of our next. Our next Joffrey yeah. is Ramsey. Ramsey Snow. Ramsey Bolton. I call him Ramsey Snow. I'll never give him the title Bolton. He don't deserve it. But really, though, how do, like they're actually outnumbered. What's he get? Like five hundred um, soldiers. He's, he promised to. Who's going to get a a prize? The prize that was promised. Whatever. Right. But um, yeah, they they totally think that the Dreadfort men are with them. But Sir Roderick, he's out. They have him outnumbered five to one, I think. And and still, Ramsey's men were able to beat this other force because of surprise, I guess, or or whatever. So I, we don't we don't really have any details on that battle right outside the walls of Winter of, of of Winterfell. But I'm like, I think somewhere it says that they had them outnumbered five to one, and still, 
uh, the Bolton men were successful, unless I got that uh, wrong and it's it's flipped. But I, I thought um, thought that was the case. Anyway, just interesting tidbit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then that's really kind of it, really. Burn it all, man. That's what Ramsey says. Burn it. Burn it yeah. all, which obviously the Mad King says. So, you know, you have to think about that, too. The last thing Theon Greyjoy saw was the Smiler kicking free and burning stables with a mame, with his mane ablaze, screaming, rearing. Smiler. The horse. The horse, right? Yeah. Is there a connection? Is there a theory? There's there's always, there's always a connection. Right? And that's the last Theon Dude, the chapter way, we have until, actually, I think for a yeah. while, I think. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, because he's not Theon anymore. He's going to. No, gonna, I think he still has. I, I think he still has one more Theon. I think he has a few more Theon chapters, doesn't he? No, does he? Yeah, before he turns into good old, old Reek. Um, just, just another mention here, too. There is a lot of flame. There's a lot of flames. A lot of looking yes. into flames, actually, in this chapter, even though we don't get any interpretation of it. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, as well, let me so. see here. Yeah. So when is the next Theon chapter? Not till a feast of crows. Hopefully not for a while. Let me go look. Sorry, I know people hate. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm hating on Theon and stuff. But guys, I just, I just uh, no. His he doesn't have another chapter himself until Reek won a Dance of Dragons. He doesn't. There's no. He does, there's not a POV chapter until the Dance of Dragons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well. That's good. <laughs> as doesn't like as as hates the the Ironborn. <laughs> I just I have nothing to say about him. You know I don't. What's dead may never die, and the Iron Way, the Iron Price. You know that's right. That's all there is to him. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, Wes. Let's move on over to our uh, our Raven here. So this comes to us from our good friend Lady Sarah. Um. So here we go. It is a Lady Rohan Weber. So Lady Rohan disappears under mysterious circumstances in 230 AC, less than a year after giving birth to Jason Lannister, her fourth son with Lord Gerald Lannister. Hello, good sirs. Lady Rohan Weber seems to have spun a few webs in her time. She is a prime example of a woman trying to carve her own path in a world not built for her. The questions surrounding her, the questions surrounding her are infinite, so let's get started. What if the actual motive for marrying Sir Eustace, which is Sir Eustace Osgrey, right, um, was more than a young woman following the wishes of a dead father in order to keep her castle and titles? What if she married the old man with a plan in mind? She had love for his son, Adam, um, when they were children. From the tender age of 10, she'd been forced to repeatedly marry time and time again. What if, in order to keep the castle from going to her male cousin, she hatched a plan of her own to keep that from ever happening? For being only five and 20, she had been married four times by the time she wed Sir Eustace after the damn slash fire drama that we see in um, the second of the Duncan Egg books, which is uh, the Sworn Sword. The information about her time with Eustace is lacking. However, we do know that she eventually goes on to marry a sixth husband, ultimately. Her fifth husband, Sir Eustace, eventually dies somewhere between 211 and 219, which is around the time that old Nan is allegedly born. 
Hmm. All the, uh, after his death, she went on to marry none other than Lord Gerald Lannister, who was not a good guy at all. To be specific, she gave birth to four sons with him. Tywin and Joanna are her grandchildren, and there does seem to be a few similarities between Cersei and her. Fire and green eyes, to be specific. If theories are true in regards to old Nan being Lady Weber, she'd be around 120-some years old when we see her telling stories to Bran. So what went on between her disappearance in 230 AC and potentially winding up in Winterfell? Is Sir Duncan the Tall the connective tissue that links these... uh, links her to those events and places. The exact year Sir Duncan joined the Kingsguard is still unknown. It's first mentioned, uh, the first year mentioned is 236 AC. That would be six years after Lady Rohan's disappearance, after the suspicious deaths of both his brother and niece, uh, both rulers of Casterly Rock ahead of him. Gerald becomes Lord of Casterly Rock. His reputation was questionable and whispers of kin, uh, kinslang followed him to 230 AC when Lady Rohan Lannister went missing. In A Song of Ice and Fires, you're either dead or mostly dead. Was this death-slash-disappearance faked? This was a highly intelligent and intuitive woman who had been married to a monster like Lord Gerald. just doesn't seem fitting for her. If Gerald did not have a hand in her disappearance, then what would make a woman leave her four sons, including a newborn? There isn't much in life that would cause a parent to separate from their children. However, we see this with Rhaegar Targaryen and his Martell children. Something caused him to put aside Elia and their two small children for Lyanna. Why? What could cause uh, what cause could be so dire that so many people leave behind their southern lives uh, to start a new one up in the north? If she is not old Nan, it's a pretty bleak ending for such an enticing and fascinating character. At Casterly Rock years later, the widowed daughter in lo- daughter in law of Lord Gerald's, who bore no love towards him, named her daughter her daughter Rohan with Lord Waldern Tarbeck. Curious still is that Hodor's real name is Walder. Apparently, the West remembers. Full tinfoil hat theory here would be that Lady Rohan Weber, after Sir Eustace's death, left Coldmoat and had another woman in her place marry Lord Gerald. Imagine a scenario like Jane uh, Jean Poole's. She was lucky enough to marry Ramsay Bolton Snow and got to be a Stark. We see this type of mirror image from the time to time with George. Lady Weber either went on to marry Lord Gerald herself and suffered a terrible death at his hands, or she had a hand in her own disappearance and left the West for good. That or some unfortunate soul got Jean pooled. If old Nan is Lady Rohan Weber, what force was powerful enough for her to, to get her to the Western lands and all the way to Winterfell? The people surrounding slash protecting Bran are in his life for a reason. Old Nan is no exception, especially with the stories and knowledge she passes down to him. Did someone have a hand or an eye in this? I believe the keys to unlocking A Song of Ice and Fire are laying under a doormat somewhere in the Duncan Egg Tales. Amen. First of mm-hmm. all, uh, Summerhall, the dead beyond the wall, as well as the mysteries surrounding so many characters and a shy by the shadow. What remains clear is that Lady Weber never had affection for any of her husbands. She reserved them for Adam in her youth and Sir Duncan in adulthood. Whatever drove her to marrying Gerald Lannister is a mystery, but it seems as though the reason for marrying Sir Eustace is clear. He was old and she had little time to secure her castle and lands. So why not him? 
Why not have Adam's father back at Coldmoat where House Osprey once ruled? Why? Freedom. She could leave Coldmoat as she pleased until she's betrothed to Gerald Lannister. Uh, once he was dead without worrying about it being passed to her cousin or whoever else, she would head north if she wanted. A Thousand Eyes and One, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. And then she does even give us um, a few just sort of notes here, just sort of for us, um, that sort of show some some interesting sort of uh, things here. Um you know, Lady Weber, potentially born, potentially born in 185 AC, disappears in 230 AC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, this is cool. This is actually awesome. So shout out to Lady Sarah for this because it's it's cool. You never thought about the idea that um, we'd have a Jane Poole situation, right? Like actually maybe right. the Lady Weber who uh, marries a Lannister is not really her right maybe, maybe she actually has some, right. whether she leaves and it's it's a it's a mystery and the lannisters have enough power and influence to kind of say yeah let's let's put one of our own people in there and call her lady weber just like they do with uh jane pool and in aria stark like that's kind of wild if, if you but then you run the risk right of uh just just like the the boltons do if someone else comes forward and says no i'm actually aria well, you know, just call that person a liar or or what have you, but she disappears. I mean, unless you really recognize, unless it's someone who looks really similar to Lady Weber, then by God, it it could work. Or there's something more uh, going on, and maybe she was actually mar married to Gerald Lannister, and he is an evil dude, and she gets out of there somehow, right? Yeah, it's um yeah, man, it's it, it it is crazy. It is crazy to think about. I whew, man, I don't know. Um I I I'm definitely I've definitely been on the on the case more than I do believe she is she is old Nan. Uh I, I definitely def I definitely I definitely think that's by far the most the most the most likely uh the most likely situation. Although what Lady Sarah brings up for me that actually almost now confirms it is Man, maybe the idea that she didn't actually marry, she didn't marry Gerald Lannister, obviously, because then whatever, supposed to lay your own weapon, supposed to die there or disappear, right? Um, and that she does send somebody else. Because remember, a lot of these people, especially when we meet Lady Rowan Weber in um, The Sworn Sword, she lives like really kind of in the middle of nowhere to be entirely honest in like the reach. And it's like these, these we're talking about tiny houses, right. Of like 12 mm. people, you know, that's, that's who you preside over. It's like, you know, it's like, a, it's like yeah. basically be, it's like basically being the mayor of like, you know, I don't know. It has to be like being the mayor of Brandon. Right. You know, it's a tiny little town Jeez. outside where we grew up and it's like three houses blink and you miss it. Right. I mean, that's basically right. kind of what it's, you know, what it's, <laughs> what it's, what it's like. Um, I mean, I think A's is actually the, practically the, the mayor of Bangs, uh, Ohio. I mean, uh, dang straight. I got I got <laughs> lands. We got cattle. We got some crops. You know, I mean, right. I'm on neighborhood watch. Right. It's like one street. You know, just yeah, little one one yeah. cul-de-sac basically. Because um, that's basically what it kind of is. Because some of these people, even like Dunk, you know, Dunk's traveled around. I mean, he's a hedge knight, and he's like never even heard of this person, and he's never met them. So it's definitely possible that even Gerald Lannister has no idea who she is. So. Mm -hmm. You could easily tell one of your handmaidens or whatever your plan and say, I mean, imagine you go to just some sort of like, you know, pretty farm girl or whatever. And you say, 
I've got a plan. Do you want to get out of your situation, which is being a farm girl in the middle of, I mean, absolutely nowhere, right? And remember, this is like medieval setting, right? I mean, there's disease, famine. You can go, you can go serve as basically a a, a lady in the court. It'd be incredibly mm-hmm. easy to have somebody play that off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's. It's not also, like we have Facebook to look up their profile pictures and stuff. I mean, it's just like some right, of these people that right. it's like they don't travel there. This is in a different region too. I mean, he's he's in he's in the Westerlands. He's not in the reach. Right. Yeah. I it just it's it's I think the biggest thing too is when you hear um you, you think of her being this widow who's had multiple husbands, outlives all of them, and then you flash to old Nan talking about all these different you know, past, you know, being super old and it's the needles, right? It's the needlework too, like click clack or whatever of the needles that represents maybe the sound of a spider or just sort of like, uh, doing web work with her needles and people are making a connection back to, yeah, Lady Weber. So that's, that, that to me was always that one of the cooler connections is that's why people even, even, and, and Dunk and Hodor and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, I feel like she is the the most likely candidate to be old Nan and or related to her or, or or what have you. But how did she get there? How did she? How did what what moves her away from the Lannisters? Does it happen prior uh, to Gerald Lannister or afterwards or whatever? I think is is going to be fascinating. Do you think we're going to get the answer? You think we're going to get an answer to that in the Dunkin' Egg series? Or yes, oh definitely. That De- yeah. Yeah, definitely. I to me it seems like Dunk is just always going to have a handful of ladies that he's interested in. Cuz that's what it seems like. It seems like Dunk obviously, well we know Dunk gets around a little bit because he's obviously yeah. into well because he hooks up with, obviously with whoever brand of Tarth's, you know. I mean somewhere he's he's involved in that line. We know that. That's a that's sort of official by George. Um yeah. So you so you so you have that line that he's he, Tanzel, right? I do think I do think he will he will meet with Tanzel too tall at, at at some point, and then Lady Rowan Weber he's, he's gonna get with her too. So. I think there's a few more coming down the line. Oh, I think mean, he's just ahead right? too. Well, uh, what's his name is potentially an heir of Dunk at the Wall. What's his name? Um, oh God, yeah. What is his name? Um, big old guy. Yeah. Um, we did a we did a whole thing on him. Yeah. God, what is it? We did a whole. Yeah, I'll, I'll look him up here. Yeah, he's in he's in the opening chapter. Oh man. What is his name? Something. Paul? Small Paul. There he is. Yep. Small Paul, yeah. Yeah, so I mean Yeah, I think it would be I do want more. I I I want more on, on Dunkin' Egg. I want more on the connection to old Nan. And it's funny that this came up today than this chapter that we have what did happen to old Nan? Where's she right. at? Dude, well, this, still is, this is Can't... where this is where it would be. Something would happen, right? Exactly. So she'll come back and reveal who knows what. I mean, the thing. Also, that's think about that too. As you project forward in the, in this in the story, we're at Winterfell. Theon's there. Like, uh, characters show back up at Winterfell, and where is Old Nan? Right. Why is she not ever brought up and discussed? I don't know. So well, she might be at the Dreadfort because they or they take people. They take they take the women yeah she could be, I just think it's like why not they killed a bunch of other people I mean they did take Beth Cassell there, so yeah 
I hope she's still around. Howland Reed situation. The power of Howland Reed. Old Nan has that power. She's referenced all the freaking time. So she knows stuff. All right. She does. Interesting. Awesome. All right. As well, uh, I think actually we're looking pretty good here on YouTube, too, to possibly uh, wrap this up. This was fun. I like doing it when we go live to do it live because then we get comments as we're as as we're doing it here. It's always, always, always fun. Um, so thank you, Lady Sarah, for that great uh, raven there. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, that was sort of it, right? As it's we do different. Have our, yeah, it's different. For anybody but, who's yeah. anybody who watches this here shortly, uh, if you're a bannerman, uh, we are doing our bannerman hangout. Uh, well, here shortly, uh, here in a bit. So we'll be doing that and doing a hangout over on Patreon. So be sure to check that out. That was always a lot of fun. They're a the lot white, of fun. The, Matt, I, I, we 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 travel to to the White Claw. You know, yeah, we do, and we're about to. Honestly, I've been, you know, I've been doing some low carb stuff and working out. I'm feeling a large pizza coming on. Wow, I'm feeling like a large pizza at the end of the show because I don't know what it is. Like we did this live show, and you guys can probably tell from this episode. Like Serez was a little bit like, "There's so much going on." I feel like my mm. my ki- also I I fell off this whole episode because if you look at the screen, I'm on the left. Right, I'm never that, on the left. I know. I know. I it's weird. hate it's weird. this right now. It's weird. And I, it's honestly. <laughs> Can you move them? Can you move them on the thing? I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out after the show because it's bothered me so right. much that I've actually been distracted by it and I haven't been able to get my thoughts straight. And I'm like stuttering and stumbling through. So I, I deserve this large pizza that's you coming. Do. So you do. awesome. Just want to say so, that. All right. All right. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for those uh, Lady Shannon, Ryan, Seapor. I'm yeah. hoping I'm pronouncing that right, man. It's spelled Sifo. So uh, Diaz. Sifo Diaz, right? That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So awesome. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, be sure to hang out. Um, check us out over on our other podcast as well. Wheel of Time is is firing up. So we actually we recorded. Uh, we did an episode. We just did an episode breaking down all the trailers and stuff. So check yeah, that that's out. out. Yeah, footage. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Check check that out. Um, we might have some more of the Matt and Ed show uh, coming this weekend. Maybe. Yeah. We watched Squid Game and it's like wow, holy smokes. Okay. Yeah, that's insane. If you haven't, uh, be careful. Trigger warnings on all that Squid Game stuff. But we're going to be talking about that on the Matt and Ed show. That and and Dune and, uh, and some other yeah. Things. Let me tell you. The my new favorite house might be House Atreides, okay? Because Dune was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Now I'm like, all right, I need to go read the books and I go watch the old movie. It's got Sting in and Patrick Stewart. I'm gonna have to go check it out. Like, because yeah. I sort of, I sort of went into, I basically went into Dune blind. Me too. Me too. Me too. And I was like, yeah, this is worst part too because I'm ready. Like it was it. Well, just a quick, just a quick little little tease here because we might do a full, we might do a full, um, full talk about it. Is it might be one of the most because it's it's part of our it's part of the Warner Brothers network, right? It's it was mm-hmm. on HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're sh- as and I are both shareholders, okay? Of of, of yeah of Warner Brothers through 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 AT and T, right? This is our bed and butter. Right. We love it. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, man. I gotta say, I it was hit. It was it's it it's might honestly be the the one of the prettiest like it's like this gorgeous movie it takes place in the desert the CGI is freaking awesome yeah it's phenomenal you know, the cast is insane i'm like oh my god man it's like you got mm-hmm. jason you got jason momoa who's aquaman you got poe dameron and oscar isaac you've got uh james uh, brolin right josh brolin or yeah. and, who's thanos 
You got yep. you got Batista, who's Drax in, in the Marvel thing. You got I don't know what his name is, but he's Bootstrap Bill Turner and Pirates of the Carib- Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, wow, this cast yeah. is insane. It's got the girl from yeah. the Spider Man Spider Man movies. The yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's sick. It's cool. If you guys haven't had a chance to see it, it's that's really good. So, uh, skip Squid Game just because don't of the skip trigger warning Squid there. Game. Watch it okay. too, but just be. Be not careful. The, you might. No, I'd not, say not yeah. not for the faint of heart, but we've all. If you've been through the wed, red wedding, you can handle Squid Game. Okay, good point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So uh, awesome. Geez. All right, guys. Hey, well, with that, uh, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. Our next episode will be Chapter Sixty Seven, Tyrion Fifteen. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write that review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you next week. And remember that we